0: Hello and welcome to Strategic Insights Radio brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. If your dream is to start a business or nonprofit or grow your existing enterprise, Sterling Rose Consulting Corp is ready to help you make it happen. Their business, marketing and technology consulting services will help you get your get you started with financial projections and business planning, developing marketing plans and implementing them. Growing your market through branding, website development, and social media management. Increasing productivity with process improvement and automation. And selecting and using the right technology with our business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. I'm Mike Salmon and alongside, of course, the President and CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., Jennifer Roos. Good morning and Happy New Year.
1: Well, good afternoon, actually.
0: Good afternoon, <laughs> <New> good morning, <laughs> and good evening. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good. It's a good start of the year. It's been crazy already.
0: Uh, yes, you guys stay very busy. Just by uh, the list here of all the things you do, we know you stay busy. And I know that today's topic, you want to talk about strategic planning.
1: Yes, so one of the things that's uh, happening right now there's a lot of small businesses that we're working with, we're looking at their strategic calendars and looking at what they're going to be doing over the course of the next year, because one of the things we are finding is that they don't realize that there are specific dates that are critical to the, the creation and operation of a business. So some of those things that they're, they're not aware of is that at the end of this month, If you have any When you say this month, you're talking about January. I'm talking about January. The first month of a a fiscal year.
0: The first month
1: of the fiscal year. People can be
0: listening to this any time. Correct. The
1: first month of a fiscal year for January, by January 30th, you need to have out all of your W-2 and 1099 documentation to every employee already stamped and out the door. It has to be received before the first week of February by every employee, or you can be dinged by employment services. So
0: even if you have a payroll company that does that for you, you got to be on top of them. Make sure they get it out.
1: Correct. That all has to be delivery out for delivery. The other important date that people that we're running into, which is really kind of interesting is people realize that um, especially small business owners think income taxes and tax preparation they have until April 15th to get everything out the door. Well that's not the case. As a business owner and you know as well, we file our end of year on March fifteenth. And if you don't file on March fifteenth and you file you decide and this has happened to a number of my clients, they file on April fifteenth, you actually get penalized.
0: Because you're behind. You should have done this months you got earlier it. or a month earlier. A
1: month earlier. So you're already a month late getting your taxes out.
0: Because your personal taxes and your business. Are company not taxes, on the same schedule. Different schedules.
1: They're on different schedules. Because the And also remember, if you've been in business for any length of time, and you can do this from the time you start, but from any length of time after your first year, you have to file quarterly taxes. So you have to do what's called an estimated taxation. So you have to get that out on every quarter, and not just taxes for the business itself, but also your employment taxes, your your 941s and 941rs you have to get all those out on a quarterly basis. And if you don't, and you don't, at least do an estimated taxation on them, and even if it's zero, just put the tax tax out there, you will get penalized. And there's a good shot, especially on the employment side, you'll get a letter that says, you're, you're gonna have a court date <laughs> coming up <laughs> of which you have got to show up for if you don't provide them those taxation documentation. So it's not even just you get penalized, they'll actually want you to come in for court.
0: All right. I'm going to ask you some questions, even though I may know the answers, just in case our sure. listeners don't know. If you're, if, does this apply to all companies, whether you're an LLC, a C-Corp, an S-Corp? It doesn't matter.
1: doesn't matter. Even if you're home-based, it doesn't matter. If you're taking revenue for your business,
0: it does matter. How about if I'm a, a sole proprietor? I'm, I'm the only employee.
1: Even if you're the only employee, it still matters. If you're a brand-new business, you get a little bit of leeway and it's still not what you're supposed to do necessarily but you're given a little bit of leeway that first year because chances are you might not be revenue generating in the full first year of business okay so you have you know you're gonna take a loss at the end of the year but if you are revenue generating you are a functional business you need to make those estimations of what you think you're going to make as far as revenue and what your expenses are going to be on a quarterly basis and actually
0: file another question yeah. Let's say you're projected to lose money. You're not going to make any money, but you're going to lose money. Do you still have to do all this documentation and filing?
1: Well, hopefully you're not going to lose money, because <laughs> if you're in business to lose money and you're projected that you're going to lose money, it's probably not a good business well, to be. Well, b- you know how
0: it is. New business startups, you may not be profitable for the first year or two.
1: Well, that's why I said in the first year, it's kind of a gray, because the chances are of making money is it's slim. Uh, so realistically in your first year you don't necessarily have to you can hold off till the end of the year but on an ongoing basis you really want to make those estimations because you're you hopefully will may be making money otherwise you're not in business for the right reasons
0: right all right you've already given us a two dates early in the calendar the uh, January 31st and March 15th yes
1: uh, if you cannot get your taxes in and you're not prepared to do it because you weren't expecting a March 15th date, make sure you get in by January, February time frame. Just get an extension for October.
0: Which is pretty simple to do. You just mm-hmm. file the paperwork and 99 out of 100 times they're going to grant you the extension.
1: Correct. Just don't wait until March 15th to do it because chances of getting your extension on the 15th is slim to none. Okay. So do yourself a favor and do it early if you don't think you're going to make it up to that. And realistically, don't wait until the end of February or the first week of March to go to your CPA with all your documentation to be done by March 15th because they won't be able to help you.
0: And something, too, a lot of times you may have your tax tax preparer sign Mm -hmm. the documents or the CPA may sign some forms for you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't get you out of your liability. You're still going to be the, 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 the liable person
1: correct you are still completely liable it, so the, so if
0: i have a tax person do my taxes for me and they send them in and and there's still a mistake it falls on me
1: not okay not exactly okay so if a tax preparer made, made an error then it is actually on the preparer's side to fix that error and to deal with the liability that comes with that if it was because you forgot to give them certain information and or did not provide the right information that liability is on you not on them okay so that's where the the issue is so it's understanding what questions to ask and really talking to a preparer or accountant bookkeeper to go through what you really do need fully and walk you through everything don't just go to a person a, a book because they're the cheapest out there because they don't necessarily know what to ask for especially when it's related to your business and
0: this also goes to the fact and cpas and tax people will appreciate this don't just talk to your tax person a couple days before everything's no you should be talking to them maybe on an ongoing basis whether it be every couple months
1: they should be a part of your strategic plan okay when you're putting together and and this is another important date you should be preparing every 90 days for what the next 90 days are going to look like on an from a tactical standpoint right from a strategic standpoint you should have your strategic plan in place september october the year before okay it shouldn't wait until december january to first get a strategic plan for your next year (laughs) you should be implementing it in january and february not just first deciding on it in january and february so when you're putting together that idea of what you're going to do for the next year around august september october start really putting together that strategic plan and in, in the process of putting that plan together work with not just a business plan writer or an operations strategic person, but also combine it with working with your CPA. Because there are two ways to look at business. There's the financial standpoint, which is a big part of both the strategic and tactical side, but you have to understand the differences between what tax-wise, what income statement-wise, what makes sense from a depreciation-appreciation standpoint, what laws are out there that'll help maybe mitigate some of your tax risk, But also remember that mitigating your tax risk can have an adverse effect on your what you're showing on your your actual revenue side right and if you over the next course of years looking to gain money from from say debt equity from a a bank you're gonna have an issue because you're not showing any income so you have to understand where you're talking to your CPA what makes sense from a legal and And an accounting standpoint but also what makes sense from your strategic plans for the year what you're trying to do over the course of that next year and you've got to look and weigh both sides and and work with both groups to make sure it's the best for your business as strategically
0: at what point do you go out and bring on a CPA or start using a CPA because I know obviously new business owners early on They want to do every, you know, you wear many hats, and they want to do everything themselves.
1: You should have a CPA from the day you start. The honest truth. Um, Yes, it's a cost. There is always a cost to everything. But the reality is, number one, you're, as a business owner, unless you are a business owner and you're starting an accounting firm, (laughs) there are so many intricacies to your business and so many pieces of the tax code that most accountants have to spend their entire career educating themselves on. We don't have time to do
0: that. And the tax codes change every year.
1: They change every year, and, I mean, look at this year. Nobody's sure what's going on. Uh, we don't know. You know, there's a difference between accrual taxation and cash taxation. There's the difference, in, and don't tell me that business people understand which one's best even for them when they're going into this. That's the reality. Yes, most of us can read P&Ls we have to because we have to understand where our business is going but are we categorizing them right for based on the tax code where everything's supposed to go not necessarily and we make one big mistake and we have a huge burden well, the tax burden the, the penalty
0: us. may be much more expensive than well also, the preventive early on
1: also I mean look at it this way right Setting up our QuickBooks or whatever system that you're on, whether it be Zero, it's QuickBooks, Sage, b Sure, whatever it is that you decide that works best for you. Combine that with the time it takes you to do that, the research you have to do in putting everything in, all of the bookkeeping and the hours that you put in there. Do it by hour. What do you charge your client for the hours of work that you do? So how many hours did you just spend doing all of this and you're not even sure it's right? <laughs> Right. So where's the justification in that? You just lost all these hours. You should be out talking to a client, getting a new piece of business, finishing a project, making money. Right. You just spent it on something that could end up costing you exponentially more money than what you just put out.
0: Well, it goes back to things that that we've talked about and that you've talked about on your show is that you you spend more time running your business Mm -hmm. than actually doing what you love to do.
1: Correct. And it's not just what you love to do, but it's, I mean... You shouldn't be working in your business. You should be working on your business.
0: There you go. There's the saying I was looking to pull out of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true, though, because the reality is if you are so stuck on those day-to-day tactical pieces like running your accounting systems, how are you generating business? I mean, it's, it's a non-generating business activity. Right. <laughs> and, and it's painful. <laughs> Let's face it. Right. <laughs> Unless you are a lover of accounting.
0: And as you said, if you may not even be doing it right. Correct. So you're spending all this time not on revenue generating, but doing something that may not even be right that may cost you more time at the end to fix. And a lot more money. And trust me, you don't want to be on the phone with the IRS. It's not a fun call. So What was that saying <laughs> you said just a second ago again? Spend more time? Working on your business, not in your business. Is that a Jenniferism or that's no, that's, no? That's Actually, that's a famous saying. I to thought be honest, so. okay, yeah, I thought so. <laughs>
1: it's just a very true statement. I, I honestly can't quote where it came from, but it's been around for a long time. Okay, and it is something that I truly do believe in. Okay, that any all business people get sucked into it. Okay, especially a small business owner and a person who's just starting out, because there's so many things thrown at you, and you really are the janitor all the way to the CEO. You have every part of your business you are responsible for. And it becomes your baby, right? You want you d- it's hard to give it away. Give those pieces away and not have the control. And you have to get used to that delegation. Because it's going to save you a lot of time and money. And aggravation, for that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll allow you to grow your business. And as you grow it, you have to get more and more used to delegating those pieces away from you. That you no longer have that control anymore. Okay. Okay and you're you're going through that now I mean you know how it is you've been around for almost uh, over five years now mm-hmm. yes and from the beginning it was just you by yourself and I remember the the office space you were in and everything <laughs> <Yeah>. the, closet. <laughs> the closet that you were in <laughs> and and uh, um, you know you had to delegate that or you had to bring in interns you had to bring on on staff you've had to bring on different marketing firms you're now even now you're you're still systemizing your business by bringing on accounting and bringing on legal su- you know a legal structure to it that wasn't there before right And all that is part of that growth mm-hmm right is understanding you know you have specific dates that have to be hit you need you need to outsource for those dates to be met because there's no way you can go out there and get the bigger sponsors and the bigger vendors and the, the new shows if you're spending all your time right <laughs> sitting there filling out paperwork
0: that's correct that's absolutely right <laughs> You're listening to Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. And, of course, uh, we're talking with Jennifer Roos, the CEO and president of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. So here we are halfway through the show or thereabouts, Jennifer. And you've given me two dates, January 31st and March 15th. That's all we have to worry about, right? That's it. <laughs> no. Just those two dates.
1: As I said, you got to make sure that you get your quarterly filings in.
0: Oh, so there's more dates.
1: <sighs> there's always more dates. Yes. Uh, you have to have your quarterly filings in from uh, both and, the tax. And those would
0: be you see, January, March, so April first, mm-hmm. April, May, June, July first. So I mean, yeah. Okay, so those are those. Those more, are based on calendar. four more dates.
1: Yeah, those are based on calendar quarter. not next. when
0: you started your business, but the no. actual calendar dates.
1: Correct, the actual calendar dates. Also, for the ones that have been in business for a little while or about to be in business, uh, remember that you have only till April to refile your annual registration and filings. Even though the government is closed, you're still got to get it in on time.
0: As of this taping, the government is closed.
1: They are. So we're told. Yes. Okay. So we're told. Even if the government is still closed when this airs, they're just on a long
0: New Year's break, is all it is. But okay.
1: You still got to get it in on time. Okay. Uh, That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. And you don't get it in before January 1st. You need to do it after January 1st and up till the April date that is provided in the annual filing so that has to be done as well and also if you have a county or city or county depending on where you're located in the city or county you have your city and county annual filings as well um, and then keep in mind for those who are listening who have uh, liquor licenses and other permits that have to go through on an annual basis of your entertainment or liquor those have an annual or a biannual licensing as well so make sure you check your dates on, on when your permits and licenses okay. come through because you only get basically a two- to three-month leeway time to make sure that they're refiled filed for. Okay. So be careful with those because as soon as they expire, it's not so easy to necessarily get them back. You don't get this, like, lag time, gray area where, oh, wait,
0: you forgot. <laughs> you may have to go through the whole process again to apply Yeah. in some cases.
1: And in some cases, especially with things like liquor licenses, if you lose your liquor license... It's not – they don't have to give it back to you if they if you reapply. They might give it away to someone else altogether. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, that's another show right there. They <laughs> get a, a liquor store to come on or a restaurant or happy to. a bar I mean, to come on and talk about that.
1: I'm going through that right now with a, a client. I'm Actually, I'm going through it to – You're getting things. a liquor
0: license for Sterling Rose Consulting <laughs> Corp? Uh, I want to work there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting, for one of my clients, I'm working with them to to acquire a liquor license. I'm also, because, again, I work across 50 states, right? So there are certain states that have other things that are legal. Right. (laughs) As we're aware, one of which is cannabis. Um, I'm actually working with a client right now who has to get his March filings in for his permits for his license to, for um, production and distribution of of marijuana., yeah. so we have we're going through that from a legal standpoint as well. So he has specific dates he's got to hit, yeah, in getting his filings in from a local standpoint.
0: You sure have been spending a lot of time in Colorado recently.
1: <laughs> Actually, that's not in Colorado. Not in
0: Colorado. No, it's Michigan. So you've been spending a lot of time in Michigan. <laughs> it's legal in Michigan?
1: Uh, it, their laws have changed. The approvals have changed. In medicinal, it, perhaps? It, it's a medicinal license that we're working with, a, a provider for a medicinal license. Okay. So it, it's um, an interesting project that we're doing. We've been okay. working for a while. Okay. So, But it, yeah, it, they have specific dates. So you've got to watch whatever industry you're in. You have dates that you have to hit that are based on your license S- or permit.
0: Specific to your in- industry. Yes. Okay.
1: So make sure whatever license date that you had a license or, or permit, you check the date on that and, and make sure that they stay up to date. All right. Uh, as I said, annual filings go in the county and city filings. That's a whole different story. That's across the board. Everybody's got to do it. <laughs> It doesn't matter what. Do those
0: dates usually coincide with the federal dates in most cases or? Uh,
1: Yes. The county and city and and annual do.
0: But these are things that business owners need to know. Yeah. Because ignorance of the law is no excuse.
1: No. Ignorance of the law is absolutely no excuse. You can't go
0: to the court and say to the judge, well, I didn't know. That's not going to fly. No.
1: And it doesn't matter if you're home based or not. Okay. So keep in mind if the you need to have a business license occupancy license in the city or county even if you are home-based it does not matter that you are at home and don't have a physical location so be careful with that because when you walk in a lot of people like oh i don't have a physical location i don't have to worry about this right and they the first time they actually expand and they get their first retail location and say well i've been in business for six years and this is my location and they get this huge penalty bill for all those years of revenue that they did not pay tax like pay into the area for right. yeah you don't want that big penalty bill <laughs> at absolutely the end, they'll not. still give you the license along with a nice big check
0: yeah. <laughs> <at the> end, <laughs> that you're gonna have to pay all right gotcha or they're not gonna give you a check they will give you a nice invoice yes yes um any other dates that uh business owners need to be aware of
1: uh keeping in mind You need to really be aware of the fact that around September, October time frame to really start your own strategic planning. Put that date in your calendar. You really want to get set on trying to get an understanding of what you're going to do for the next year.
0: So that January comes around and you're working on a plan for that year, you're already behind the eight ball.
1: You are because if you're just starting to work out your plan in January, (laughs) you're not going to be able to implement it until the second quarter at earliest. At earliest, if even then right so you're already lost a quarter if not half a year of where you should have been making money and doing things to grow your business and instead you haven't decided how you're going to move forward or what products you're going to have so how are you going to source anything how Mm. are you going to who are you going to go in front of how are you going to make your appointments you need to be able to at the end of the year you need to have a plan together have a schedule set for that first day back you know exactly who you're going to call what you're putting out how you're going to make your money, and how much staff you're going to need. The so, I mean, these are all big deals as far as <laughs> when those things are going to happen.
0: The clients that you work with on an ongoing basis, do mm-hmm. you remind them of these things? I mean, in other words, is this another reason that someone should look into working with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp?
1: Yes, we do. We do remind them quite heavily on, on these different dates, especially because, you know, they always come in at, and saying, "Well, I have time." And no, you don't, <laughs> because they didn't realize that they missed a date. Right. So, you know, I'm pushing. It's a. I get this all the time every year. I get this someone who's starting out in March and they come on as an accounting client for us, and they're they're thinking, "Well, I have you know two three weeks. That's why I'm hiring you to put my books together so that I can make it to my meeting, to to hand in my taxes." And I'm like, "For what next year?" Because you already missed your date. <laughs> right. <laughs> like. <laughs> There's nothing I can do for you here. Yep. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, tell you, you how much you owe in penalties. Well, you know, in the Superman movie, you get Superman just to kind of, you know, Rewind fly around the world and make the world rotate <laughs> backwards and you know gain some time.
1: <laughs> yeah, except the IRS doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> well, the IRS doesn't believe in Superman. Then, um, let me. Let me. I should have asked this earlier. when We're asking, talking about taxes, and, mm-hmm. and you mentioned. Uh, that you know for example if you can't get them done in time then you can file an extension yep. let's say you get them done in time and mm-hmm. you owe a bunch to the government and the IRS and but you're not in a position to pay it all at that time by the 15th of March
1: so there I mean there's a couple different things that can happen for that um, one is you can file an extension and not file your taxes right away even though you have them done okay uh, so you can actually wait that out and and accrue the money and then pay it uh, as long as you legally file the extension it's not a big deal you can f- put it in not have the money to do it but then contact the IRS and put together a payment plan and they're happy to work with you they really are and they'll do a structured payment plan for you so it, and work with your CPA if you're going to do that I mean there is some issues with doing that in regards to if you're looking to get debt funding in the future they don't like to see that you owe money to the IRS right Uh, Or that you have payment plans set up that—that's not because that's showing a a tax liability against you. Uh, So make sure that you talk to your CPA or or your strategic planner to see if that's even an opportunity that's a good idea for you. But it is there an option there that won't hurt you necessarily. Right. Uh, It'll actually, if you're upfront with the IRS, they will work with you. To
0: and, mitigate the risk. And, and to, to piggyback on that, don't be afraid of the IRS. I mean, they're no. just normal people like you and I mm-hmm. that just are doing their job, but it's best to, to communicate with them as opposed to getting a letter from them and then sticking your head in the sand and, and just making believe you never got the letter.
1: Correct. Do not do that. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst thing you could possibly do. If you get a letter, uh, make sure that you bring that letter to whoever was your tax preparer. Okay. And if you if it was you or in
0: some cases your payroll company <laughs> or your
1: payroll company, yes, I just if found it,
0: out like if it's a, like a form 940 or something, 940, which is, think, which is more like a, a, a payroll thing mm-hmm. than a tax thing.
1: Oh, yeah. No, if you get anything in regards to your payroll, you go straight to your payroll company because they are, are fully liable for anything that's filed on a payroll stance. Um, on the other hand, if it's something like an income tax state or federal or state taxes as it pertains to your business then you need to go to whoever was your tax preparer and say I got this letter and they need to find out exactly what it's for and how to figure out how to fix that that situation okay because they that's what they're there to do Partly, they're there to help you mitigate that risk yes and don't take it fully on yourself now if you're the tax preparer (laughs) and you did it yourself it is on you to make that call, but you have to give them a call. And trust me, a lot of times those letters are scarier than what at the actual issue is. Right. So I mean, I received one ironically. Um, oh, and this is the other thing. so keep in mind, a law changed recently on the Wayfair, and the laws has changed after the, a case that came through. And now, if you do business and revenue generation in any other state, even the one that they, you're in, if it is a specific amount of revenue or if you have a, a person who is there for more than five business days you have to pay taxes in that state you have to file in that state in addition to the state that you're located in a lot of bu- businesses especially the ones that are home-based or business online businesses don't do that and now they're getting dinged all over the place yeah so just be careful if you are revenue-generating in specific states. Understand that, that there's tax liability across
0: states now. That's a lot of information, Jennifer. <laughs> well, is there any other things that you want to touch on before we wrap up the show?
1: I think those are the big dates that I just – Lately, a lot of people haven't been coming, have not been coming to me, and they aren't aware that they have to do those yeah. things. And it's been kind of a scary conversation a couple times. But so- especially
0: early in the calendar year – the, there are some some dates that you just you just can't miss. Exactly. And again, if you said you know if you need to file an extension, you got you got you got to act one way or another. Correct. You can't just let the dates go by and oh I'll get around to it. It doesn't work that way.
1: That's why I said what these dates. Keep them in mind and put them into your strategic plan. You know if they're there and they're in reminders, just do it. It's part of your budget for that month. Right. You know, you know you have to do certain things every month. Then just do them. Just like. Just like you know that your car is coming up, you've you got to get your registration done. The same idea. You have to register your business. You have to do those things. You have to make sure in December. you got to
0: file your quarterly. Wh- whether you pay taxes or whatever, you, Correct. You, you just, you, even, even if you just put zero, zero on the form, you, you have to file the quarter You have
1: to file them because they will ding you for just not filing. So if filing a zero is fine, just do it. You make sure you file the zeros for those. Make sure you, your workers' comp is up to date. Make sure that you have your employment documentation all up to date. And make sure the other dates, uh, and that's towards the end of the year, though, is you have those dates for insurance, the open enrollment dates. These are dates in business you have to follow because they do not change. You don't get leeway here. Once open enrollment is closed, it's closed. You've got to wait another year. before right. you So you've got to make sure that you talk to the different specialists within your, your space. Cover the dates that have to be covered. Beca- and build them into the strategic plan in and, and the time of year that you're going to do it. Because if you know, coming up next quarter, I know that these things are going to happen, right? I, I know that in the first quarter of the year, I've got to get my annual registration done. I need to get all of my W-2s done. I can get started on all of this and close things earlier the next year, you know, the previous year, and get things moving on days that I have off. In to- and get also, because the other thing in And keep in mind with this, these dates are the same for everybody. So when you're talking about needing to talk to your CPA or needing to talk to your lawyer or your insurance provider, they all have every other client going to them, too. So the earlier you can schedule a time to get in front of your
0: specialist,
1: the better off you're going to be, too.
0: That's a great point. All right, well, just another reason to uh, consider using Sterling Rose Consulting Corp with your business, because then you can have Jennifer there to nag you on and make sure you get meet all these dates, of course. Uh, Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for having me on. Well, of course, it's your show. I know. Okay, (laughs) just want to make sure we're clear on that. I want to remind everybody, this has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X to find out more about these dates or anything regarding your business, or to find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., be sure to visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com.